hey, this isn't just about what's at the end of the rainbow. A lot of times the rainbow matters too. So you got to encompass the entire A to Z solution from a technology standpoint. Welcome to The Wrap, Resource of as a Podcast. I'm Nick Cressy, Managing Director of Strategic Partnerships, joined by Kyle Hall, our Lead Consultant and Director of Operations. Each week, we will bring you a conversation with leading industry players to spotlight emerging technology, share best-in-class carrier insights, and discuss how innovative tech is driving businesses forward. Whether you're an operating partner at a private equity firm, a CIO, or other business leader, tune in weekly as we share insights from the expanding playing field of digital transformation. Thanks for joining us. Today, Nick and I are joined by Maury Monroe, the VP of UCAS and CCAS Solutions at Maestergy. Maestergy is most well-known as a global wide-area network provider. However, that core backbone allows them to deliver some unique solutions in the voice space, primarily leveraging Cisco WebEx as a solution and go-to-market. Got a really great conversation, Maury. A lot of technical chops. Enjoy. Welcome to Rap, Maury Monroe, Vice President, UCAS Solutions at Maestergy. What's going on? Not too much. We're hanging in there. It's been a busy year, even out of the gate. And even last year, I don't think it slowed down much despite all the confusion. Yeah, your guys' name's coming up a lot and a lot of our bids, a lot of our business. So we're excited to talk to you today and really dive into another installment of Unified Communications as a Service, one of the leaders in the space. Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, man. You know, just out here doing our thing. Excited to have Maury on. You know, I guess, Maury, diving into it, I know you were just saying you're doing a little bit of business travel. Things are picking back up. Presumably that bodes well for the upcoming year, huh? We think so. It's We also are curious to see if having sat in front of our desks is to the extent that we have, did we actually do more work than sometimes sitting on a plane? So it's going to be interesting watching everything get back to what we what we used to kind of consider normals. But I think there's going to be a little bit of both, you know, working from wherever we need to work. And I think the technology really enables that well. Yeah, I think that's a great segue. You know, I mean, one of the first places we like to dive in with our questions here is really, you know, skipping the the standard sales pitch. Let's just go in and focus. And and I think one of the things that is typically exciting for me when we're talking UCAS, it's not just a spend optimization. It's not just a, an end user experience. It actually enables some growth for companies, enables companies to do things differently. I feel at least as a pillar of digital transformation that companies partake in. Can you talk a little bit about that and about, you know, how you guys, how Macergy approaches that? Certainly. You know, the the digital transformation, sometimes you could associate it to really a cloud migration. Companies looking to migrate technology from prem-based or colo-based environments to truly managed cloud-based solutions. And we facilitate that. We are, I'm fortunate to be in an environment where I have my own PBX architecture with the Cisco Broadworks. But again, I'm also sitting on a global WAN environment that is the Macergy backbone. And that really enables technology to be transmitted, if you will, from the customer origination into the cloud. And that capability for us to manage it from maybe even desktop all the way to the application servers and back creates a customer experience that we can define. And while we have partners, uh, consider us as a global fabric touching every bit of that on some level and managing the customer experience. So it's we're, we're sitting in a tremendous opportunity with the technologies I have just in UCAS, but you know, additionally in, in some transport technologies like SD-WAN. So I really am excited as it continues to evolve because it's going to go into residential, however somebody wants to play in that space, but we're going to see it mostly everywhere. 
Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about those partners, right? I mean, you've got your own platform can de- deliver traditional hosted PBX. Sure. You've got Microsoft Teams, and you've and you've got Cisco WebEx. How do you decide when you're sitting down with a customer? What's a fit for them? You're aware. I mean, from the from the PBX environment that I manage and ultimately deliver to my customers, that is a Cisco software technology. They purchased Broad Soft, I believe, in 2017. And with that, Cisco entered into this large multi-tenant PBX environment that has opened up inroads for Masergy by way of even including Cisco's contact center solution into the mix. We've got Microsoft, you know, coming up, rising very fast, but you have additional technology providers like AWS, Azure, you have the PSTN, you could consider one. And all of those different destinations, if you will, are available through Masergy. So I kind of look at us as a global WAN provider with this ecosystem of partners and our embedded expertise in PBX technology. So it's the versatility that's really made, at least my experience here, the most exciting. You know, I know in the engagements we've had together, that's been ultimately a great outcome is actually being able to navigate that space together with you guys and come up with custom mm-hmm. fit solutions. Let me dive into just for a minute, why WebEx? Why are you focused there? You know, I think in general, even the casual observer could see some market share slipping, right? There was a point in time, WebEx was a verb. That verb has been replaced with another one and it's Zoom. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, why WebEx? Yeah, and WebEx is by the native offering, inclusive of, of our UCAS solution, you might say. And the true umbrella of the product portfolio is a Cisco software solution. That is our de facto collaborative tool. Now, one of the things Cisco's enabled service providers such as Masergy or any other former Broadsoft service provider is to now bundle that into our basic licensing capabilities. So when you now can inject it into that community, the service provider community, where you're looking at more than probably five, 600 worldwide, you now have WebEx natively offered in the product set that goes into the Broadsoft Broadworks sale. So it's, it's something where I think Cisco's going to, while maybe not right out of the gate, reemerge as a leader because of that product portfolio availability through service providers or their direct VAR-based relationships. Awesome. That's good stuff. When we're talking, for one, we have a pretty unique go-to-market. So we're going to private equity. We're talking to finance folks. I think the IT people of the world are, really understand UK. Where we have some challenges is walking the layman, so to speak, or the late adopter into the power of this technology. Can you share with us a recent win where the unified communications as a service platform empowered the growth for your your client? Let's call it in a post M&A world or really however. We have a large customer, 10,000 seat plus, for example, and it it doesn't have to be somebody of that scale, but that scale introduces a global nature to a deployment that in many countries, you'd be surprised how basically reduced they are from the technology deployment you might see domestically. I mean, they're at the beginning stages. They're still in TDM. You might have somebody at least here on trunking. Where the companies struggle that need to get to cloud, cloud migrations that fit their company, it's getting everybody in the same spot on that spectrum. And it's surprisingly difficult. So Masergy can come in, satisfy a SIP trunking requirement, satisfy a host of requirement or get them at least into the same platform and then slowly bring them all into the same overall solution. Those companies, once they realize that managed service attribute that we bring, 
you know, you're looking at soft costs. You can repurpose individuals that maybe had to manage that PBX in the past or, or struggle with a TDM relationship into a PSTM provider of which they weren't the native expert that we already will take over then and manage. So when companies are realizing this migration to completion, you can take the greater part of that IT staff that was dedicated to non-company beneficial roles, non-company beneficial efforts, and put them back into the core projects that grow that company's evolution, grow its efficiencies, reduce its risk, all the above. So it's important that they can get away from being telephone companies and get back to being what they're good at and allow a managed service provider like Macergy to come in and encompass that strategy globally. Yeah. And also when we're talking to these folks, we're, we're talking high level money. So when you're thinking of ROI with UCAS, mm-hmm. especially taking a company that's old school on-prem PBX, et cetera, how do you lay that out for uh, a CFO of a it's, it's, global? Yeah, it's, it's the predictable spend. When I can go out and establish a knowledge worker and maybe a conference phone or a break room phone is the two designated licenses. Imagine the simplicity and how they can predict that cost factor to the cost center. And when you can essentially give them a predictable spend, well, then the budgeting becomes that much easier. And then you bundle in minutes of use. You bundle in certain things where when you probably get your cell phone these days, it probably looks pretty similar to the month before. We are evolving into that bundled solution that really the wireless industry forced the landline providers out of. And that's where there's no more terminology like long distance or anything like that. Instead, hey, here's your flat per user rate. Tell me how many users. Here's the technology. That technology comes with your obviously UCAS license, but now it's coming with maybe a WebEx meetings license, maybe something where all of it becomes encompassed into that spend. It certainly helps for predicting cost basis as you scale, as you, as you look yep. at growth, as you look at, at growth in, in new markets, being able to look at that, at that per user cost you know, and just know what it is. Yeah, and real quick, it goes back into. Well, what happens in a couple of years when a technology evolution takes place and there isn't a CapEx spend that, that the company has to incur? And this just gets back to what you guys know is the OpEx model of the managed service provider, where we're injecting that licensing and evolution of those requirements of new technologies into the existing license they already bought. So it's highly attractive that the CFO is not sitting there watching the market and having to budget for the unforeseen. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it's incumbent upon you as a, as a company, if you're doing this yourself, to stay cutting edge, to stay competitive, right, versus actually outsourcing some of that. So good right. stuff there. One of the questions we like to ask and something I think we've all seen even as bystanders, even as people that are outside of our industry have, have observed some of these changes. But looking back over the past, you know, I'll call it a year and a half, you know, what do you think have been some of the biggest changes that have happened to this market? I think we were made relevant on a level I couldn't have asked for. And and with the unfortunate circumstances surrounding becoming relevant, we all interact on these types of meetings right here as though it's commonplace. It's table stakes. Because we've effectively gone home to work for the better part of a year and now beginning to go back to the office, some some folks are going to start to carry two environments. They're going to have them simultaneously available to them. And that will introduce some technology at both locations where they can plug it, plug in and go. But with the pandemic and the work from home requirement, it could only really truly be facilitated in, in a genuine cloud-based UCAS model. And with that, all of a sudden, guess what happened? The, the whole segment and its relevance really became the forefront. 
you know that you now discuss these types of meetings as though it's one provider or another provider. But again, you have to have some external, maybe speakers or, or, or even a soft phone to utilize the calling capabilities that may also go with it. So we, on all aspects, kind of are, are really raring to go to get everybody back to the office and still keep their home environments going. Yeah, I think with that grab for market share over the last year, I think it's going to continue to be a really competitive landscape. You know, where do you see that competition primarily happening over the next two to three years? And what sort of what sort of outcomes do you think are going to come from, you know, some of the big names in the industry really getting competitive and, and digging into R&D there? I think that you guys know Microsoft is coming up on maybe four or five out of 10 deals, the conversation of how to incorporate a solution the customer already has in place with Microsoft and how maybe we'll facilitate the calling component. Maybe we'll f- facilitate the registration and through integrations with the Teams client, we can still become the PBX provider. And that's going to be popular. It's going to be popular as Microsoft continues to evolve. But when you have desktop applications that define the user destination for technology already in place, Sometimes it's already sold and you have to become a facilitator of the add-on technologies. But this isn't just plug and play. And Microsoft isn't going to win just because it's maybe a self-service model. You have to complement those technologies with expertise, solutions, and sometimes bundled transport capabilities. Everyone's, hey, this isn't just about what's at the end of the rainbow. A lot of times the rainbow matters too. So you got to encompass the entire A to Z solution from a technology standpoint. Yeah. So I hear you saying kind of two battlefronts there, a little bit on the infrastructure side, you know, ensuring solid infrastructure for delivery and how you're augmenting teams in that case, but could, Mm -hmm. could be other ones. And the other one I hear, and I really agree with you on this one, I think the next battlefront for you and your peers is going to be, you know, adjacent application integration. How can you do it smoother? How can you do it out of the box? How can you do it with the most features and functionalities to really make, you know, the experience for end users super efficient. Uh, You may go to, a just real quick, you may go to a meeting under one pretense and then everything opens up as a realization comes out during the consultative conversation. And you've got to have those variables that you can leverage of your own technology portfolio. And it's got to be one that is refined and maybe even on some level transactional to push to get them into what their outcome is because originally they didn't expect the the nature of bringing in these additional technologies to make that happen awesome well we could talk all day but again this is supposed to be your quick hitter shot of UCAS adrenaline so we appreciate it let's get out of here on on two quick ones for you for one one piece of tech you cannot live without i i always get a kick out of going 10 years back when I think quality of service was the only word you heard when it came to this technology. But suddenly everybody, as I said, went home and they're screaming through their PCs as though we can hear them. So I'm just a huge fan of an external speaker. And there's some amazing ones out there that Polly's beefed up their game. And and now that we have different models of it at reasonable prices, if you're not plugging one in on a USB, you're really doing everybody on the receiving end a disservice. So we do try to sound good once in a while because last I checked, that seemed to be the only thing that mattered 10 years ago, but the PC isn't made for inbound and outbound voice communications. But for some reason, folks are still using them that way. Let's get them on those external speakers. Sure Public are. service announcement right there. Stop, <laughs> stop being a jerk. Get an external speaker. Right. It's, it's, it's getting or to that point. I, I just about, even, my, even if I see in my own company it happen, I'm, I'm chasing them down. 
Oh, good tip. All right. And lastly, one hot tech stock. What do you got for us? The one I keep being such a big, big advocate on was actually bought. Um, I still got to go five nines from the acquisition of inference. I, I'm just a huge believer in in the inference model and what it is, it's called treatments because you're going to be seeing customers bring in their technologies into the cloud in different hosted environments. But those inbound call flows need to be, in many cases, diverted and through automated virtual agents, as, as they call them, watch how they can create a self-service solution without actual agents taking the call. We all zero out, but hey, if you know it works, you're probably going through those menus pretty quick and using conversational IVR, voice biometrics, and many other technologies to sidestep the long wait times. So I think companies will see genuine cost advantages, reductions, if they can incorporate the IVA, the interactive voice agents, and utilize those in conjunction with live agents to create a holistic solution. And I was really impressed with the Five Nines acquisition of Inference for even that purpose. Yes, that's F-I-V-N out there. So not only are we teaching you about cutting edge technology, but we're making you rich. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us, Mari. That is a wrap. My pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. I hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, you teed it up on the front end, Kyle. When I think of Macergy, I think of SD-WAN, I think of global deployment. I don't typically think of the, the unified communications as a service space, but Maury did a great job of breaking that down. Do you have a case study top of mind where we were able to implement and, and ultimately want to deal with Macergy on the voice front? Yeah, I do, actually. Recently, we went through a large global procurement project with a company, a couple thousand users distributed throughout the world, really. Macergy rose to the top of that as a service provider through their integration with Teams as you know, we rolled that out as a full collab solution. Not only a lot of savings, but also, you know, we see this in a lot in our international clients. Global administration through a single platform enabled to deliver dial tone from the same provider across the world, typically really challenging to do historically. And you know, Macergy is one of the providers that has risen to the top in that sort of scenario. Yeah, it's great. And it's exactly what the end user was looking for. So seems like they have a, a good runway ahead of them. And as you could hear with Mari, they have a good vision for where you guys can go. Thanks for listening to The Wrap, Resourceive as a Podcast. For more information about Resourceive and how we are creating value for our clients, find us at Resourceive.com or reach out to us directly at TheWrap at Resourceive.com.